Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is Sweet Sunny 16 as this is our 16th episode, our 16th show and who guessed we would have survived this long. Today as always as you might expect I have my good buddy Graham but more importantly, sorry Graham, no 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 seriously more importantly (laughs) we have with us a special guest um, Never quite sure where he's from because he lives in one place but has an accent from another place. Um, but he is absolutely the backbone of pixelated photographer and he's the reason Graham and I know how to do podcasts in the first place. Um, Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I feel sorry for Graham now. He got completely sideswiped there. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, had, I had this whole great thing about, you know, being sweet 16 and now we can have sex, but but not with each other, right? Um, and, now, and now that's just gone. No one's ever going to hear it, but... <sighs> see, see, I'm glad, I'm glad I brought that back in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right. And that... Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, good loyal listeners, sets the tone for this particular show. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, so it's a fantastic. It's uh, pretty much unexpected and just pure luck that Chris is able to join us today. Um, uh, but it's especially timely given that we were hoping to find an independent adjudicator for the Cheap Shots Challenge. And... I'm not sure I'd stretch as far as saying that Chris was entirely unbiased, but he didn't enter the challenge. Um, He is a semi-pro photographer, and that's good enough for me. But Chris, actually, uh, for our audience who may not know you, um, tell us a little bit about the sort of photography you do and how you you get along with uh, photography. All right, okay, so I haven't picked up a film camera in years. (laughs) I'll just start with that. Um, no, well, I started with, um, oh, God, when I was about 14, I think, is when I started picking up film cameras and stuff. So, you know, that's where I started on, an old Zenith ER. Then I had an old Practico, which everybody in my family tried to use and couldn't get anything out of it. And then I took it on a holiday and ended up with really nice pictures. Um, and Show after off. that, well, it, well you, we, you, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then after that, then, you know, just, just well, I carried on with those cameras for years. I tried a few other cameras, which I can't remember. But uh, then I went to digital, and then I haven't looked back so much since, to be completely honest. I really apologize. I know this is a film podcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm now a Canon guy, from mostly. And I just picked up a Fuji X-T2 as well, uh, which is... The new hotness. The new hotness. I found out that they're just basically not available anywhere right now, um, which is pretty good. um, I just managed to put in an order on uh, Amazon. They came through straight away. Uh, Yeah, and that's it. (laughs) That's good. So, uh, you know, is it uh, feasible for you to tell us some of the, the professional work that you've been doing recently? Yeah, sure. So I do a couple of different things. I do, because uh, well, for those who don't know, I live in Tokyo in Japan. And what I do is I do a lot of these different photo tours and things like that. Not that you'd know from my website, because my website's down. <laughs> do you know anything from your website then? I mean. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of these photo tours, you know, guiding other photographers around and uh, showing them the best places to go and take pictures in, in Tokyo. That's not not completely always the standard set of pictures that you'd expect. 
Um, not at that famous crossroads then. Well, I have been there, but to be honest, with you, I I take people there, but I whisk them through a little bit because it's is actually while you've got those famous crossroads, once you're there for like 15, 20 minutes, you've taken all the pictures you need and then you just move on. So we we don't and there's nothing else there to take pictures of. So I kind of go in, whisk them in, kind of do a few shots there, and then take them somewhere else. Uh, is it just wall to wall Harajuku girls? I mean, I'm guessing that's what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give them what they want. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll go to like sometimes it depends on the people. Some people want to see temples. Some people want to like this kind of you know kind of street photography. Other people want like the the gritty Tokyo look. So it depends on who's asking. So we'll we'll take them to different places. Excuse me, I'm about to burp because I'm drinking beer. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> professional um uh, and also i i do a lot of other photography uh portrait photography mostly uh for salons and things like that over in tokyo and recently i've been doing a lot of food photography which has knackered me out for the last two months um so yeah yeah that's very much about everything i've been doing recently that's a pretty broad collection of stuff, actually. And uh, you are, I think, officially the busiest man that I know. Um, and I know you work super hard at all of that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, I think we've pretty firmly established your creds now to be the independent judge of our little competition here. <laughs> <laughs> I went to art school. <laughs> Did you? Ooh. <laughs> I have a question because my knowledge of Japan is very limited. But if there's one thing I know about photographers... In Japan, you you have to have a Leica. Everybody who I see who's in Japan taking pictures has a Leica. I assume that they just hand them out when you land in the country or something. Because it is. It seems it's, be... it's like immigration. Here's your green card. Have a Leica. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, or you, you know, or if you you know, it's either a Leica or um, you know, it's like a Rolly Flex. Something like that. You gotta have one of those. You just gotta have it wrapped around your neck, like like you're the coolest person in the world. I've got a Rolly Flex. Yeah, I can't work should... it, but I've got one. <laughs> My neck hurts, but I have one. Oh, did you say Bronica? Oh yes. Now my neck really hurts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now listen. You said you were gonna try and pick up a film camera. Hey, have you still got your old Zenit? It's actually in the house that I'm. I'm at right now. Oh, good. Because that's really solved the problem for you, hasn't it? Because with this Cheap Shots Challenge, you were saying, I just cannot get a camera in the budget. And oh, you know what? Sure. As it's you, we're going to make a special exception and say that you can use a camera that you've already got. You can take that Zenit back home with you when you go. And then you'll have a camera for the next round of the Cheap Shots Challenge. I will indeed do that. Good man. Good man. Do we have to have a whip round for the, the excess baggage charge, though? I mean, they're not exactly lightweight cameras, are they? No. And you probably won't be able to carry take it as carry-on because they might class it as a, a violent weapon because those things are all edges and weight but or, or they just may worry about it due to its radioactive properties <laughs> yeah there is that as well with some of those old, some of those old lenses it's like ah, yeah <laughs> keep away from your ghoulies don't have that uh, <laughs> neck strap too long otherwise yeah <laughs> gonna be an only child so <laughs> 
yeah. Okay, so that, that sounds like a plan. I'll, I will do that. I will take that, and I'll bring my old practical back as well, which I've still got here, which um, I found yesterday. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, they must be, that must be great. My dad used to have those when I was a kid. I remember him having practicals, and um, uh, not that he was ever all that great at taking photographs, but <laughs> I thought he was really cool at the time. Right. Well, I mean, nothing says cool like a practica. I mean, it's, uh, they really are the uh, larder of the camera family. <laughs> a real cool East German styling. Uh, yeah, cool. Is it one of the old M M forty two mount practicas, or is it one of the late? Is it one of the screw mount ones? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Oh well, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, take them both back with you. This is yeah, good. I'll take them both back with me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> as you said, extra baggage. For that but yeah and no it'd be good if i can get them to work i think the practica had an issue but uh i'll have to see i think the shutter was broken on it or something so so yeah, that is an issue yeah 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 well i'll see what what it was back then when i first met was messing around with it which is probably why it's now broken um you know i didn't really know what i was doing back then when i first had it so <laughs> yeah well i've got a really good pro tip for fixing cameras because my <laughs> my mom my mom god bless her um dropped around that disc camera that I've been talking about for the last few weeks, this Helena 3000, whatever it is, disc camera. And uh, it's a real piece of crap. Um, no, and, your mum bought you that as a present. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to You're say respect. it's okay, she's not listening, but she <laughs> Listen, mum, two out of ten must try harder. Anyway, <laughs> I put batteries in it and I wanted to see if I could at least get the shutter to fire and one light was coming on but it just wouldn't fire and the flashlight wouldn't come on. I was like, ah. So, what I did was, and this is what you should do with anything that's not working probably. I just thought, it. Yeah, I punched it. Exactly. You've got it. I punched it and now it works. <laughs> if in doubt, punch it. <laughs> so try that with the practica. All right, I'll have a, I'll have a go. Excellent. Sounds good. All right. Uh, well, introductions over. Welcome to Chris. Uh, yeah, very glad to have you on the podcast. Uh, but Graham, I think it's time for a breaking news song. Breaking news. And you know what? We got several breaking news this week. But uh, I think the first one is something to do with Fuji Pack Film. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I saw this the other day. Um, Fuji Pakfilm, I mentioned as recently as last week about the fact that uh, this year Fuji have, Fujifilm have discontinued their Color Pack film, the FP100. And it was a couple of years ago that they discontinued the black and white pack film, the FP3000. And there's been a lot of arms going up in the air and much woe and despair because, as I've talked about here in the past, that suddenly renders a lot of. Um, cameras and camera backs as useless objects, um, which is why I turned one of mine into a pinhole camera. Uh, the good news is that Florian Doc Caps, uh, he of Impossible Project fame, uh, has teamed up with the guys at the New 55 Project. And New 55 is... Um, they created to replace another Polaroid film, Polaroid 55 film for large format cameras. And um, they've been working on that for years. I think it was originally a Kickstarter project that um, took wings. But anyway, they have teamed up and they have announced that they are going to be producing um, pack film for these cameras. So it's great news. I mean, this is the very beginning of this journey. They just announced it and the Internet has hurrahed. Um, we're, we're hurrahed with reservations because uh, 
anybody who's saw the early days of an impossible project and you know same with the new 55 you know it, these mean early days <laughs> anybody who's seen impossible project pulls it up <laughs> it was worse in the early days um uh, so you know it's it's not going to be like for like and it's not going to be perfect straight out the door and it's probably going to be pretty expensive when it lands as well but still it's a hell of a lot better than not having it at all so good news good news, good news. yeah really good, good news. news so uh it's a, a world of new film at the moment then i mean is this a i, I suppose you know it's the photo keener influence isn't it it's uh, every two years biggest sh- photography equipment show in the world uh, i forget where it is i know it's well sorry i know it's in germany but uh, <laughs> i forget i forget where it is maybe one day if we're, when we've uh, you know achieved world domination for the sunny 16 podcast we'll be able to afford a trip out there but uh, it's uh, the, i'm expecting that we'll have quite a lot of breaking news over the next few weeks on the podcast and see see where that takes us uh, because um, you know again in the world of uh, instant photography uh, the, there's a, a hardware announcement as well isn't there graham yeah this this is the big news this week this is uh, this is the one that has definitely got a lot of the internet or at least a lot of the internet that cares about cameras digital film otherwise um suddenly talking about it it's the leica sofort which is a leica instant camera um which wait, i don't think wait, anybody wait. was really expecting yeah i'm just wondering how we're going to do the sound effects of you know tumbling weeds here you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a strange choice isn't it <laughs> what is it what is it with leica man like one minute they're just like oh well, i tell you what we're going to make a camera that you can only shoot things in black and white and we're going to charge you like a bazillion pounds to buy that camera what the f- are they thinking <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah that's what i want a camera that i can only do one specific thing with it yeah good good job by the way it doesn't come with a lens <laughs> cost you another bazillion yen <laughs> Likers, uh, uh, the whole Leica thing. I mean, and I've mentioned before, and this is largely just because of pure jealousy, but it, the Likers almost seem like a religion, the following for them. It, it, people people really, really care a lot about that little red badge. Um, and I'm sure with good reason. I'm sure they're great cameras. But I, I wonder whether the reason that this uh, so forth... Uh, Sofort, so uh, have you got the um, website or a website in front of you, Aid? Because Sofort means something, and I cannot remember what. I think it just simply means instant. <laughs> yeah. <that might> be. <laughs> so I have open on my computer the the Petapixel and you know, article about it, um, which is suitably lightweight, and I have the DP review, uh, you know, web page for it, which is actually is also strangely lightweight. Um, and and basically says uh, it's a rebadged Fuji, isn't it, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Sofort is uh, Latin for cash grab. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah, it's German for cash grab. <laughs> <laughs> cash and graben. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, it's, the, go on. <laughs> the, the full specs haven't come out for this yet, have they? It's all in quite broad terms that it's being talked about. Well, it's an instant camera, isn't it? Yeah, the specs are not really the thing. But the the, the DP review, <laughs> so the the DP review website says 
it's it well the, the their reason for saying it's a rebadged Fuji is it has identical specs to the Fuji Instax, Instax. ninety. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's so so yeah that, that you know you, 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 I guess you know maybe one of the German guys went on holiday to Sweden and bumped into somebody that worked for Hasselblad and said you know what you really need to do you need to take a Fuji camera and rebadge it. Uh, maybe I don't know the X Pan worked quite nicely, didn't it? But the so maybe this is going to take over the world. But you know, actually, you know, it has exactly almost to the you know the number yeah you know, f twelve point seven. Whoever heard of f twelve point seven? My favourite f. Wow, is it? Yeah. Does yours go to? Does yours go as far as twelve point seven? Well, I, I can see it happening now. They're going to be re- releasing it, and all the Leica guys are going, yeah, but you know, this is a much superior lens, um, you know, and you know the, the the paper they use, it's it's just quite remarkable. <laughs> you know, you're just like, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, you're already nice. seeing it. You're already seeing it. So, okay, putting aside our obvious cynicism that a company like Leica is getting in on this, which seems quite. Um, like quite an incongruous step for them. Taking it at face value, you know, Chris, you you work in um, design and arty stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the design of it? Because it's quite a distinctive design. Actually, I don't have the actual picture of it in front of me. Okay, Aid, <laughs> magic that over to Chris. <laughs> we can get an instant magic away. Picture, magic picture away. the scene, Chris. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! I got it, I got it, I got it. Sorry, my my bad. Oops. In a different place on my computer, sorry. Um, yes. So, if you think of 1970s orange, you know, the type of orange you used to have on walls back in the 1970s, <laughs> well, that's what it looks like. Um, it, it's just puke colour. <laughs> this is not... Oh, that zoom lens just looks... Yeah, it's just... Yeah, you're right, just a Fuji Instax. That's exactly what it is. Oh, they have various other colours. Oh yeah, it's not like just cute orange. Green as well, brilliant. Yeah, yeah um, the sofa reportedly cost two hundred and eighty euros. And that's quite a bit more than the Fuji Instax Neo. I understand. Is that is that right, Aid? It is. Yes, uh, it's uh, a, a significant amount more. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, maybe somebody from Leica bumped into somebody from Hasselblad on holiday or something like that. You know, it's not. It's only a few years since we had that rebadged Sony with the wooden grip, wasn't it? That Hasselblad were trying to start to charge five thousand dollars for. Oh, geez, that makes that. Yeah, but it's although Leica have a history of this, don't they? Because their point and shoots are typically rebadged Panasonic, so. It's an awkward love child, isn't it? It or not quite as awkward as the partnership they now have with Huawei. <laughs> I forget what the <laughs> Huawei phone is, but there's a new Huawei phone which has a, a, a Leica lens in it, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> you get the feeling that there's two distinct brands or two distinct sections of the company. Uh, one, which is, you said, Chris, is churning out these super niche, high-end, expensive, monochrome digital cameras, which are just the ultimate in... I don't. I, I can't think of any nice words to say what they're the ultimate in, but they're the ultimate in. Hey, have you got a lot of money? Do you need something to get rid of it on? <laughs> Here's something for you. And the other side of Leica, which is like, yeah, we're not selling a lot of these for some strange reason. We need to get some cash in and hit a, a wider market. Um, 
and uh, let's get that badge out there. And I mean, I, I guess they haven't stuck it on a lot of things, but it seems to be popping up a bit more often at the moment. That's for sure. Well, boy. Yeah, the brand, they've got to do something with the brand, haven't they? So, you know, they've got one of the best brands in the world from a quality point of view. And, um, well, they are the so best. So, we're, we're, we're the better Bentley. to go than an instant camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are the Bentley of, cam- uh, of cameras, really. You know, and then, you know, it, it, can you imagine, say, you know, Bentley just suddenly going, oh, you know, we're going to make an economical family car. <laughs> you know, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. And like this, this doesn't make sense either. I was wandering through the city of London the other day, early, one day earlier this week, just pootling around near work, and I saw a Bentley 4x4. Oh, Eesh. gross. Eesh. I didn't even know they made one, to be honest. That's like the, the, the Porsche Cayenne. It's yeah. Just, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Everything about it is just wrong. <laughs> so is there any indication... Because, as you said, the specs seem more or less identical to the Fuji. Is there any indication? Because I think the one thing that people are going to be holding out for is the glass in that camera, if it is indeed glass. Does it make any mention of whether or not it's going to have a different lens to the um, Fuji? It could make a difference, couldn't it? I mean, you know, I think the the accepted wisdom, if you, if you look through the... Uh, the instant camera reviews uh, is that you know you've got two brands now that are pushing cameras that can take uh, Fuji film. You've got Fuji and you've got Lomography, and I think the accepted wisdom is that the Fuji lenses are better than the Lomography lenses. Uh, maybe the Lomography cameras have a, a few more features to them. Um, uh, this adds a third manufacturer that's pushing cameras for Fuji Instax film. And uh, you know, if they went so if they went some margin on the lens, um, yeah, I mean, it might make a difference. I don't know what the resolving power of the film is, though. I mean, you, you're working with fairly limited materials, aren't you? Yeah, I suppose that's the thing. When you're working with a, an f twelve point seven um, aperture and a small small thing to print on into the first place it really isn't going to make much of any difference but of which of which after you've printed out and you put it on a wall somewhere it will change color within the next couple of months anyway yeah yeah <laughs> not quite as quick as the impossible project but it'll get there eventually <laughs> yeah and in 10 years time people go don't you just love like the the color that you get with these Leica Instax I mean uh, I, I mean uh, yeah yeah this one <laughs> do you know so so i mean saving the best to last i think that the the funniest thing for me is that they're also rebadging the film and and you will but you can buy like a branded film for your like a branded fuji camera See, I, I think that's the worst of all things because at that point you really are saying yeah we know you're a bit of a snob you we know that that there is a stigma to um the Fuji Instax stuff. In fact, um, oh God, we've got somebody who I should have looked at my phone, um, a very nice chap who started following us this week and said he just started listening to the podcast. And I went to his Instagram profile to have a look and he got some really nice pictures. Um, But in his header, he said, hashtag ban selfies and hashtag ban Instax. Um, I'm not getting the impression this guy was particularly snobby, but I think Instax does have a bit of a stigma attached to it i Mm. think people think oh it's it's for children it's for 
<laughs> Japanese schoolgirls running around, or no. actually just the Japanese in general. No, running. it's for hipsters. No offence, Ed. <laughs> How the hell do you make me out to be a hipster? <laughs> about Aid, Chris, you take that back. <laughs> yeah, he's the one posting all the pictures of his Instax stuff. That's, uh, that is that is true, yes. But, the, but there is a, a hipster-esque thing to it. You know, I'm going to take all these pictures and I'm going to put my wall in my office cubicle so that everybody will know that I'm... Uh, I'm a funky photographer, you know. I, I, I think that I think that is the niche market that uh, Impossible Project has pinched. I think Impossible definitely occupies the hipster market. I don't. I think the Instax isn't cool enough for the hipsters. Uh, I think that's why they're rebadging it as Leica stuff because I think in Instax it, it just because over the years, you know, you've had the Hello Kitty cameras and all sorts of stuff like that. I think it's got quite a um, I don't know, a fun vibe to it that just doesn't gel with serious artistic photographers. So, um, do you know any serious fa- artistic photographers? Fartistic? Fart- <laughs> or fartistic. Yeah. You know, plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, none. Um, but yeah, I, I just wonder whether that's whether it, it is appealing to people's snobbery. Although that said, as Chris mentioned, when you're making the cameras uh, puke orange and snot green... I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's... Well, the thing is, if if this is coming from the back of Fuji, um, this actually could be a very clever collaboration for them because, you know, it could mean that, you know, they're getting a stigma that these things are cheap and they're nasty and they're whatever. But if they're making these things for Leica or, you know, they're, they're helping Leica to produce them or whatever, um, it is kind of pushing up the market into a more stable, you know, higher end feel to it. Mm, yeah, you know, absolutely. and it may be a little bit more widely used. I don't know. It just uh, one of the other interesting things I saw in this film here for the the, the Leica Insta Insta uh, color film and black and white film has got warm white ISO eight hundred. Like you can change the ISO value <laughs> in any of these. Like you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> there's on, off, flash, and a timer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there doesn't seem to be. I think people when they first saw it thought, oh, maybe it's going to have loads of manual controls, and it's like, no, it really. It seems to have no. a couple of scenes, maybe, and that's about it. I, mean, I, I wonder whether, exactly as you were saying, Chris, because Fuji have got their higher end Instax range of cameras with the Neo, which offers more more flexibility and mm. a few more functionality, but I don't know how popular they've been i think people go well if i'm just buying an instax mini camera i'm gonna buy the the cheap and cheerful um instax mini and that'll be fine for what i need and maybe having that brand distinction with it being the like camera that would just give it enough of a nudge people go oh well i want something a bit higher end and like as a higher end camera i mean it's Mm. all about perception and marketing isn't it we we fall for that stuff all the time so so the the other alternative is that you know Leica is actually considering coming out of their niche market and trying to aim at other markets that you know that is dominated by people like Fuji or whatever. It could be very possible that this is the start of something of a very different road for them. Because let's be honest, while they are selling a load of Leicas, especially in Japan. You know, they're not getting the market segment that Nikon and Canon and Fuji are right now. They're not selling that amount of money, and they, you know, I'm sure they're getting pressure from their shareholders that they should be selling more into this market. So you know, it may be just 
a sign of things to come that they also have to adapt to economic pressures and to say that we can't only sell these ridiculously expensive cameras yeah i think that's a very good point a very good point uh, yeah the their their market share must be tiny in comparison to mm. all of the other players so you know but that you know at the end of the day that then ruins their upper brand if they do that so um yeah maybe or, or maybe that's why rather than go for the middle ground rather than going well we're going to make a consumer level camera that you know people can afford to buy and use maybe that's why they've gone no we're going to actually step right away from this and go with the instant photography that's that we can find yeah because it's so distant <laughs> that people just uh, won't go well if this camera's crap the rest of the like is crap they'll they will mentally separate them ah, well it'll be yeah. interesting to see over the next few years um age you've been saying for ages that you you're you know, trying to decide what kind of instant camera to get because you need to get one so that people stop giving you stick for taking digital pictures and then printing them out on these tiny Instax bits. Uh, is this tempting to you? Do you like the style of it? Uh, I, I think, yeah, it, it looks nice. Um, but Hipster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not tempted to buy one. I'm not tempted to buy one. Okay, listen, guys, we need to move this conversation on because I don't think we're going to get any sponsorship from Leica anytime soon. Um, <laughs> so uh, in, in true uh, Dave fashion, does anybody want to give this a, a score out of 10? <laughs> that says... No, I don't even want to give it a score at all. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, folks. You've heard it here first. No score at all for the Leica so forth. And... Uh, uh, on on that note, we'll go into a, a little musical interlude and then come back with uh, some more stuff. <laughs> I like stuff. I'm you like stuff, do you? I'm okay. more of a fan of stuff than I am like a rebranding Fuji cameras. <laughs> As you rejoin us, I'm a little bit nervous. I've got a feeling I am going to be the subject of a few jokes and a bit of lambasting over the next few minutes because I've got a box in front of me. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? You see, that's the thing. You see, I I can see what's written on the outside of the box. You guys can't. And uh, so I'm going to do an unboxing. But that's exciting. the thing that's making me nervous. Yeah, it is exciting. It's cool. It's What's exciting. What's inside the mystery box? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That reminds me of one of my favourite quotes from The Simpsons. And uh, I think it's uh, Chief Wiggum talking to his son, Ralph, the the, oh. the 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 dull kid. And he says something along the lines of, Ralph, I cannot understand your fascination with my forbidden closet of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, um, can anybody hear this? This is that's the sound of my uh, a cardboard box. It's not a very big cardboard box. That's the sound of a cardboard box. It's what we've all been waiting to hear, Aid. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. So, but I, I am now going to open the box. So, on the box is a picture of a camera because I got a new camera delivered today. 
a new Ooh. camera. So if it's in a box with a picture of a camera on it, that means this is a, is this a new, new camera? It, it is. I hope so. Digital, <laughs> otherwise digital I, camera. Otherwise, I've been a bit... Con- no, it's not a digital camera. No. Ooh. I did buy a digital camera recently. Uh, I bought the Olympus. This is going to be something TG4. lomography, isn't it? This is, he's, been, he's been to that bloody lomography store. I fucking <laughs> told him, and he's been back to it. It's the only place you get a new film camera from. Oh, God. No, 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 no. There is another place, and it's not Leica. No, it's not <laughs> just Leica. for the record, I have not just bought a Leica, so I thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, this is why I'm nervous about it. I don't actually want to tell you guys what it is that I've bought now, because I think... Let's I warm just, up the derision machine. Yeah, I think you probably should. I think I'm going to deserve it. So, on yep. the outside of the box, it says Fujifilm. <laughs> okay, this uh-huh. is good. Okay, and, there yeah. are, and, and there are lots of what look like Polaroid photos. <laughs> oh, he's taking the plunge. This is why I like can get to. Oh. Okay, there's a there's a strap inside it. That's good. Or is it? Yeah, you can never have too many camera straps. Not that I really use them very often. Uh, there is a battery. There's a, ooh, a battery charger. I actually have the battery in the battery charger because it looks like they're exactly the same ones that the Fuji X20 uses. Because yeah, I do have a Fuji X20. Battery charger. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. And inside this nice little bit of what I don't know. It's not like you know the the little polystyrene bags they put them in, but they're not really polystyrene. Is my brand new Fuji Instax Mini 90. Way. <laughs> Yeah. Hipster. <laughs> well, where uh, do I where do I go from here, right? Because for the last few weeks, I've been taking a bunch of flack for using my little Instax printer, and so and as Graham just said a few minutes ago, you know, yeah, I have been humming and harring, and actually, that's a very kind of way of putting it, because actually, what I've been doing is obsessing over which instant uh, which instant camera I should buy, and I've been reading reviews of this and reviews of that. And I often find when I get to this point that you know I end up reading too many reviews of everything and get and just obsessing about stuff. And it's actually cheaper to pull the trigger and buy the damn thing than it is oh, actually yeah. to, to 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 keep researching it. Totally so, hear you. Sorry. I totally hear you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, there are not that many photographers out there that are immune to the lure, are there? So, it is a hobby that is blessed with many toys to buy. Yeah, so I now have in my hands, uh, I can't use it because there's no battery in it, but I now have in my hands uh, a black and silver Instax Mini 90. Um, cool. Yeah, a Neo Classic. I don't know whether it means Neo Classic in the sense that like it's it's uh, like a classic or a Neo Classic as it's something that the bloke from The Matrix would use. Um, yeah, let's go Probably. with The Matrix one. It's got to be as cool as Keanu Reeves, hasn't it, really? Hipsterish or not. So uh, I, I want to hear about this camera because I don't really know much about the um, the different upper end models of these. Um, the, I love so the, I got to laugh when you say upper end of the instant yeah. camera market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the real. Let's hear about the real high end of the Instax Mini range. Uh, well, um, it's pretty got much got the same specs as the Leica so far. <laughs> 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 Who'd have guessed? Who'd have thought that that would be true? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I don't know much about it myself in terms of te- technical specs because you know there's, there's not a lot. I mean, Chris said actually, the, uh, I think the uh, the it's 800 ISO film. That's all you can get. Um, it has a fixed aperture of f12.7 because that's a very common aperture that everybody uses all the time. 
uh, it has a flash on it that you can switch on or off um, and that's about it really I think it's got a multiple exposure mode um, uh, not that I do a lot of multiple exposures um, and uh, you know you press the button the film comes out of the side or the top depending on which way you hold around you're holding wait, it wait, wait, wait. go back to the multiple exposure so you're just putting a bunch of multiple exposures onto one piece of Film, yeah. Yeah, 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 you do cool. yeah, you can do That's art, dude. I don't know I don't know if you can do more than two. I don't know if no. there's like an infinite number you can do or whether it you just press the button and then it then the <laughs> second time you shoot it it spits it out instead. Um I don't know. I'll have to try, I guess. Because you need to follow more uh, film accounts, film shooters on um Instagram because the the double exposure is a, a big winner with us filmy types because that that's instant art. It's that's up there with putting it on black and white. But well, it's not. It's art. not. Most of the uh, I do feel follow a lot of film uh, shooters on Instagram, um, and I don't know. I've just never liked the double exposure thing. Funnily enough, the only person I ever you know saw who could do a half decent job of it was Dave actually. Um, back when Dave yeah. first joined the forums, he was shooting yeah, six by six TLRs, and he was doing a lot of double exposure stuff, um, which which came out quite arty. I think he thought it through quite well. Yeah. Click, rewind, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're really not getting into this whole film photography thing, are you? <laughs> and also, I just want to say, Chris is an exceedingly adept Photoshop user who puts like a bajillion layers onto one photograph, and yet somehow the concept of two is <laughs> causing him great mirth. I just... No, no, I'm just merely wondering, like, how many times can you actually expose it in one go? Well, on my, I've got um before it goes completely white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is there does does it stop you from doing like more than two or something like that? I, I don't know. I haven't that. read I the instructions yet. I've only just opened the box. <laughs> yeah, I've been using my um my old uh, well not my old my my Canon thirty E Chris, which is a, a an old SLR like one of the last ones before digital, and that will let you on that do uh, up to nine multiple exposures on a single frame. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, so one hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, aim, so, aim for a lot of black things, but <laughs> so does that mean you've got to shoot four stops under then? Is it? Is it even only three stops under? Because if you shoot two exposures, that's you know double the yeah, light, isn't it? Then if you shoot four, that's doubling it again. Yeah, and then Look. eight is doubling it again. So if you've got to shoot something like three stops under exposed, if you're going to shoot eight, or 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 else you'll just end up with a completely you know washed out frame. Shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, that's assuming that you're taking the same picture every time of the same thing. I don't think that's quite the point of a multiple exposure, you wally. The idea is you're taking pictures of diff- Oh, God, never mind. Let's move on to some other things. This is killing me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm quite happy to move on because so far I feel like I've gotten off quite lightly. <laughs> so, you know, once in a lifetime offer, does anybody want to have a go? <laughs> and no, I, I, I don't feel like I can, can really. I think um, because you were starting from such a low base of you know you were shooting digital and printing on the Instax mini paper. Um, it's the only way was up from there. You you can only gain some street cred. And uh... so I've been using the Instax a lot recently. You know that both of you. And uh, my house is now littered with the things to the extent that uh, my wife went on to I know Etsy or or some art artistic thing and she bought me a little package of. Uh, display frames for Instax. You're she, like, li- Chrissy, really is a hipster. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
He's, he's shopping at Etsy for his artisanal frames. I what didn't buy it. For the record, I didn't buy it. But my beautiful, lovely wife bought me uh, a little present. It, it's, uh, it's a little cellophane packet. And in the cellophane packet, there's some tiny little clothes pegs, a piece of hessian string and some little oh. cardboard frames. Oh, God. Yeah, there's no hope for you. You know that, right? <laughs> Time to start growing that beard. Well, I grow a beard once a week anyway. That's no big deal. Just out of curiosity, how many flannel shirts do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I don't have a single flannel shirt. Uh, It's about time you started. (laughs) He does have his Porsche box, though, so, I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I'm glad I joined this podcast now. (laughs) Yeah, me too, yeah. Nothing more than I like defending myself from two people. <laughs> and, and he's got his black. See, you were worried about getting mocked for your camera choice, but it's just turning into a personal attack now. <laughs> that's all right. Happens all the time. Well, I think that's uh, cool, dude. I, I, I'm glad you finally got a camera. At least this is uh, this is a step up for sure. So, in the def- in defence of the Instax, right? It's huge fun, and I defy you to to give anybody an instant for photograph it, it can be any kind of instant film it doesn't have to be instax but i defy you to give anybody an instant photograph and for them not to smile mm. right it 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 it's it's a way of sharing photography that is uh, i don't know any other way of sharing photography that brings so much fun you know um maybe because i'm not good enough at taking funny photographs i don't know maybe i should practice to be more like elliot Irwitt. but the you know the 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 experience that i've had sharing instax prints recently um it has been a really sociable experience and you know i'm not the most sociable person anyway i don't really like people let's face it you know <laughs> take them or leave them most of them but it's it is a really sociable thing and it's a way of socializing photography and yeah i'm guilty this year absolutely guilty more than ever this year actually of buying too many cameras and not focusing enough on the photographs i'm taking yeah i'm doing my standard commuting stuff and i'm posting a lot of that and that's great and you know and we've you know we've started up the sunny 16 podcast and that's fantastic and i'm enjoying that massively but I haven't been really pushing myself on the photographs I've taken. Certainly, I haven't been photographing, you know, all the food in Tokyo or or weddings or anything like that. I, you know, no, certainly not pushing myself the way you have, Chris. But the the Instax makes it fun. It makes it sociable, and it turns something that is about me hiding, not hiding behind a camera, but me and my, in, you know, my maybe slightly introverted view of the world into something that actually can be shared. Well, I think that's the key, isn't it? The photography, it's, you know, you can you can take as many pictures as you want, but if you're not actually showing people them, it's actually rather pointless. So, you know, I, I'm all for, for, you know, making sure that people engage in your photography. I think it's a really important thing. And people are going to be able to come to your house now, Aid, and see these prints <laughs> in their little <laughs> cardboard, whatever it was, frames, hung up by hessian string, and they're going to look at that, and they're going to... Be able to... <laughs> They're going to be able to judge you and your photographs. <laughs> well, the photographs are quite small, of course, aren't they? Because it's Instax Mini, so probably mostly they'll be judging me. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll have done that long before they walk through the front door, I'm sure. Um, Chris, I'm interested, because we've heard, or I've certainly heard, that um, these little 
instant cameras are very popular in Japan. I mean, do you see any evidence of them in the street? Are people out there chinking away, giving the two fingers up the sign, whatever it is, up, up your sign? <laughs> it's not that one, is it? Um, are they popular? You, using these cameras? No, I don't, I don't exactly see them on the streets, no. Um, what, about, what about the Pokemon? Do they use them? What? <laughs> Sorry, I just have this mental image at the moment that everybody in Japan is playing Pokemon Go, but there you go. But they are, they are, they still are. You know, it's just I, I have a Pokestop outside my house, so all I see it as if I look out the window at twelve o'clock at night, there's a bunch of people standing in a field, looking at, <laughs> at, at their phones, looking really intelligent. Um, no, but I. I these cameras are, you know, everywhere in all the stores and that stuff. And I went to like this really hipstery folder, uh, folder place uh, last week or the week before, and they had all the range of the um, the Instat cameras and everything. And you know, uh, but it's, so they're obviously in demand. A lot of people are buying them, but I just don't see them. Does that make you're not sense? Hanging, you're not hanging out with enough young girls, Chris. It turns out. But evidently, I need to do more of that, don't I? <laughs> Keep working on it. Keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, me and Aid have different social <laughs> circles. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes. Sorry, <laughs> oh, that sounded really terrible. <laughs> it did, it did, but that's okay. I did invite I did invite the, the comment. I did just buy a Fuji Instax camera, so, uh, you know. Do you mind if I ask, Ed, uh, this is um, uh, a nosy question, but we mentioned earlier that the Leica so forth, they reckon it's going to be about €279, Euros, which is, I don't know, 200 and something quid, right? I don't know what the euro's worth these days. Um, not much. Not much, nope. It's worth more than a sterling is. Yeah. Um, how much was the Neo Classic Instax 9 whatever it is the the going rate at the moment on the on the uh, the interwebs is about 125 pounds so it, it's it's right. probably uh, if it's more than half the cost of the Leica version um you're probably paying too much for it <laughs> yeah that's quite a discount isn't it on Leica it's gonna be a hard sell it, it mm. is they're not gonna sell very many but you know, there'll be some people out there. I don't know. You know, I I work in the city of London. You know, and there are a lot of bankers around there that have more money than sense. Um, quite frankly, uh, sorry, any bankers who happen to be listening, <laughs> but there, you know, there 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 are people who think the best thing to the best way to get to work in the centre of London is in a Maserati. You know, so there's definitely a market out there for these, you know, for these things. Um, uh, and and you know, if Chris says the you know uh, the big market for Leica in Japan, which sounds slightly counterintuitive, but I don't know, maybe it's something to do with exchange rates or something. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know why Leica's a popular anyway. <laughs> <I'll be honest. laughs> I, I get it. They have a look, but I don't get the cost associated with them. So I know that I know the cameras have a look, but do the photos really genuinely have a look? I mean, you read a lot about that uh, this lens has a look and it and it renders in a certain way, and I'm not great at seeing that. I mean, yes, I can tell the difference between a Holger and a Fu and a, yeah, a Fuji XT1 and and a Bronica, but you know, really, do 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 lenses when you get to that level? Is there much difference between a Leica lens and a Zeiss lens and a something else lens? 
I don't know. I think there is a difference, but I think that it's very, it's kind of, is it your own personal kind of thing? I'm going to show you a picture right now, which um, a friend took of me. Um, I'll send it to you in here. But it, it was with a Leica lens and everything, and it was just, it, it does look different. Oh, how do I do that? Did it make you look better? No, it made me look a lot worse. Oh, so it's, it's quite an accurate lens, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, it's a Facebook link. Oh, yeah. wow. Blimey, you could have warned us. <laughs> See what I mean? It just made me look like 100 years more old. Like, <laughs> like if that's the... the, the yeah. If I'm the look, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it, it it's it's not a very forgiving rendering, is it? No, it's not at all. No, either that or it's just processing. So now I've got a mental image of uh, I don't know if either of you remember the TV show Moonlighting, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. Oh God, how old are you? Oh, about the same age as you, mate. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. Don't you? Oh well, I'm about the same age as Graham. Graham will remember it. Hang on a second. <laughs> and this is this is before this is before the uh, before Bruce Willis became a massive Hollywood movie star. He did a TV show in the eighties with Sybil Shepherd, but they always used to shoot her in soft focus, and I think you know, sometimes you want to be, and uh, you know, it, sometimes you don't want maybe especially with portraits, you don't necessarily want the sharpest lens in the box. <laughs> You're not getting that with me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about particularly photos of you, mate. Although, you know, if 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 it applies to you, that's fine. <laughs> but hold, hold the hold the press. I just saw a new um, article on Petapixel. Leica implies that, uh, that one of their advertising pictures was taken with their new uh, Sofort instant camera. Turns out to have been a picture that was taken with a Canon Seven D. <laughs> Well, they only implied it. <laughs> implied. I, I would love to know how that conversation went. See, see this picture? Look, that that might have been taken with the sofa. Yeah, it, it might. Just yeah, saying. Might. It wasn't, but I'm just saying. So, so actually, on the, the advertising on their website actually says, uh, pure joy of photography. Whether on a surf adventure or out at a party, the stylish, compact Leica Sofort is always by your side. Dive into the atmosphere and be inspired. <laughs> is it waterproof? That's exactly what I thought. On a Probably. surf adventure? Yeah, exactly. Seeing that it's Instax film, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> That's very soggy Instax print out the other end. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, um, oh, well, okay. advertising. All right, we have been talking about cameras for a very long time on this show now, so... Uh, <laughs> on this photography show, I don't know what's going wrong. <laughs> well, we're not really talking about photography very much today, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back... And Chris is going to talk through some of the entries for the Cheap Shot Challenge. And he's going to give us his entirely unbiased view. Aren't you, mate? I am indeed. All right. Hey, hey, Chris, the money's in the post. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
It's been a long, long month. I think we're up to about seven weeks now, which is a really long month. But finally, finally, we are at the point where we're going to draw a line underneath round one of the Cheap Shots Challenge. And Are we still only on round one? Yeah, yeah. Just, just like you sound like smashing nicely. <laughs> Not off, mate. <laughs> oh, okay. um, and having Chris here is just the perfect end to this round because he can now pass judgment on everybody's hard work. Um, Chris, I'm going to hand over to you now. We want you to to look at what people have done with the money that they had spent. you know. And what we were looking for here was really to see what people could achieve on a limited budget. Um, and and that then, limited budget was what, again? That limited budget was £20. So, yeah, I forgot that I was supposed to be recapping what was going on. <laughs> Because it is, as I said, seven weeks since we started this darn thing. The Cheap Shots Challenge is to get across this truth, this universal truth that film photography doesn't have to be expensive. And so the idea is that people have a £20 budget, which is 20 something dollars. In yeah, somewhere up, somewhere up near $30. Uh, how much is it in yen, Chris? Uh, almost 4,000 yen. 4,000 yen. That sounds like yeah. a lot of yen. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 20 quid's worth. <laughs> About 20 quid's worth. Yeah, that sounds less. Yeah. <laughs> Is it worth out? Um, and with this 20 pounds or 4,000 yen, you have to buy not only a camera, but a roll of film as well and go out and take pictures with a certain subject in mind and this first subject was street photography but the wrinkle in this is when you're buying a camera one you have to be buying a, a new to you camera you can't choose one you've already got and two you have to think ahead as well because street photography is the first challenge but there will be other challenges coming forwards and you need to use the same camera each time and i'm bringing this point up again because it's going to be really important in aid's future because aid Pick the real winner for this. Buy him on the arse later. Uh, Chris, you've got the pictures up in front of you. I do. I do. Over to you, buddy. Okay, right. So first of all, we've got uh, Obi Carl Kenobi, Colin. Right. So he's taking pictures with his Polaroid camera, right? Um, and this he's calling this his Plan A. So obviously he's bought what more than one camera. <laughs> I think his Plan B was the morning after pill. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's got his plan B, which is a Hanimex. So, uh, yeah, okay. So, so to start with, his Polaroid camera, it has a lot of bokeh. There's so <laughs> much bokeh, I can't see the sharp points. <laughs> um, <laughs> Light leakage seems to be an issue with all of his first set of pictures, which are, uh, you know, very hot. Uh, Shocking puke green at the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm being really cruel, so I go. Uh, so actually, these have really got that very hipstamatic kind of um, dark green look that you see in a lot of Polaroid films, especially old old film. I wonder where he got his film from. Actually, I don't know. I, I believe um, it was Impossible Film, actually. So uh... that, that would explain why the weird colour. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly. So we've got, you know, uh, certainly pictures of street. The first one seems like a, a tourist spot. The second one is a coffee bar with uh, the gigantic word saying fudge. Um, 
and then we've got um, a river scene. So they're very, really nice. Okay, so I'm going to skip down because uh, Constance Moore. It looks like, a, I don't know where this is. Where was this? The, the Market Town. The Market Town, The Market yeah. Town is Wells in Somerset. It's where they filmed Hot Fuzz. Ah, okay. So these ones seem a bit more uh, colourful. Um, so he seems to, in his, in his middle uh, picture there, he has an exquisite shot of um, a sign that says road closed for market between 1,600 hours and 1,900 hours um, with a beautiful BMW, I think that is in the background. <laughs> um, and then then we go into the old quarter, evidently, of where that, that, well, that place is. I quite like that picture. There's something about that picture. It has depth. I quite like depth in pictures. You, you, do you do much street photography yourself, Chris? Yes, I do. And what is it? So, cause we, we had a conversation last week about street photography, which I know you haven't listened to, but boy, did we ever have a street photography. And one of the things we talked about was the fact that it's a really broad discipline. Nobody, no two people are going to take the same pictures in the street. What sort of stuff are you looking for when you're out there shooting? For street photography, I'd like to see a story. Because I think that you, know, you can have, does it matter, right, if you've got a Leica or a Polaroid or any other, any type of camera, and you take a picture of just a scene, it'll always still be a scene, regardless of what camera you take it with, or um, it'll just be what it is. But I think that, for me, street photography has to say something important to me. It has to tell a story. It has to... Get me, get, give me something, uh, make me feel intrigued about what the image is trying to show. So, yeah, I, that's what I'm looking for in this specific challenge, okay? So I'm looking for something that tells me, you know, uh, what is this? What's, what's the more information here and all that kind of stuff? i got to admit, I'm still trying to work out where his road closed market sign is. <laughs> 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 so you're saying it's intriguing then? It's, it, it, it is intriguing. Like, why the hell he decided to take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are some pictures which I think is... Um, it's either a classic car rally or a wedding, maybe. I can't tell what the second one is. Well, uh, that, that car just coming down into the main... That old car coming up the street or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite interesting. He's got a weird angle on that one as well, which is quite Yeah, cool. I like that one. I think that's probably one of my favourites of the bunch, I think. I, I can see his um, wedding photography talents coming in there. I think, you know, it's kind of, yeah. And then it looks like we've got a used book sale again from the last one. Okay, I'll move on because we don't have so much time. Uh, next up, we've got Davis. <laughs> 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 it seems recently that Davis has got this obsession with Janice Street Porter. Um, so all of his pictures, all of his posts, and everything has a picture of Janice Street Porter on it, including it's a crush. It is a crush, including the crush that's happened to the poor iPhone that uh, he that he's got in his picture. So this looks like what double exposure? Yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? It's a double exposure with um, a, a a street scene within a street. <laughs> scene i can see what he's doing there <laughs> I, I see. this is the thing aid was just saying earlier he's so bloody good at those double exposures it's really frustrating because i cannot do them to save my life i think what he said he did with that one was he 
got the picture of Janet Street Porter. For for people who have no idea who Janet Street Porter is, of which I'm assuming there are many, uh, look her up on the internet. Um, uh, And he's he's got this picture of her up on his iPhone. iPhone, Yeah. And then put that on his car seat, his black car seat, and taken a picture of the iPhone and then gone out and taken the picture. It's it's worked really, really well. I think, yeah. In in the freaky way that it has. It's scary as hell. It yes. scares the shit out of me, this whole image. But ingenious. <laughs> it's got to be said. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, could you even say, you know, like Janet Street Porter, back end of a bus. You know, like it just says that. <laughs> you know, there's something there. There's something. <laughs> the timing is spectacular. Um Okay, we'll move on. So he also made another picture of um, uh, a wild strawberry, by the looks of it. I've got to admit, Davis, this is not um, a street scene at all, actually. This looks like some sort of um, 1970s porn movie, just with, with <laughs> some sort of... It's got that, like, orangey, t- uh, it's a purpley tint with a soft focus. You know it's going to turn into porn if it was another scene. <laughs> um, he bought he bought a lens, not as as a camera lens, but just a glass, a piece of glass on eBay to take that. And this is probably a good time for me to make the apology I was saving for later in the show. We again last week's show discussed this very picture, and I wasn't actually looking at it at all at the time, but did vehemently say it's a raspberry, not a strawberry. And I looked at it and went, oh no, that's totally a strawberry. So. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Thought you were an idiot. Uh, turns out it's mostly Aid that's an idiot because he says it's a raspberry. <laughs> it looks a lot like a raspberry. You look like a, a lot like a raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, carry on. So um, I'm going to jump ahead by a few because Davis also put um, another one in there and uh, he's also got one uh, which has... Uh, he's using his uh, Minolta 700 SI um, with his two pound fifty fifty millimeter lens from Amazon, uh, to take another, yet another picture of Janet Street Porter uh, with a lane behind her, <laughs> so that was also a, du- a double exposure picture. Okay, right. So, shall we get on with uh, the next person, which is uh, you, Graham? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. The, the first of my. Yeah, I think there's a couple of slots in there with mine, but yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, hear so, it. Come on. So I'll do yours first, and then I'll, I'll come back and. Uh, get AIDS as well. Okay, so you bought what? It was an Olympus. What was it? Uh, IS one. IS one. I think yeah. it was one thousand. It, it, it's it's yeah, affectionately known as the Olympus Fugly. <laughs> I got I got some stick because it's not the most attractive looking camera in the world. It's visually but, challenged. But the images are coming out pretty nice. I think. Thank you, Chris. I think they are pretty nice. They're very sharp and they're very... Um, so So this lady, was she offended by you and walking away? What was going on here? Uh, no, I, I just happened to see her. I, the one problem that this camera had was that the, the maximum aperture was not very maximum. Um, and so uh, I was forever looking for people in fairly well-lit situations because I also made the small mistake of putting ISO 50 film in there matched oh, up with this <laughs> slow aperture camera. Um, and so I just happened to turn around and see her walk through and, oh, she's quite quite well lit up and you know, I thought oh, the, the, the uh, scaffolding frames are quite nicely so I just 
grab the quick shot. So I, I hadn't actually had a chance to offend her, um, although I was tempted <laughs> to chase her down and then offend her afterwards, just to, you know, make that connection. That's what yeah. photography is all about. <laughs> As she's walking away from you. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next one is uh, a building arch. Yeah. Uh, a palace, pa- uh, the palace through the arch. So yeah. what, what palace is that? And the Buckingham Palace in the background? Uh, yeah, no, that's Blenheim Palace. Blenheim Palace. Okay. I, I realise that this really pushing the street photography <laughs> to the limits. There's not even a street in that picture, but you know. Uh, so uh, and, and the next picture is of a tree in a in a field. <laughs> right now, okay. I, I would I would actually like to say right first of all, I actually really like this picture. I actually really do like it, but it's not street, dude. It's not street at all. Uh, well, he's got you there, mate. Bang to rights. It's, it's not street. Uh, it, it, it was within 100 yards of a road. I mean, you know, I, I parked the car on a nearby street, well, nearby road and walked. So, I this, mean... This would class under landscape. Well, yeah, crap landscape. <laughs> landscape nonetheless. A fieldscape, a fieldscape. Yeah. Like right, you, you put in more pictures as well, so I'm going to jump down to those. I feel better. The, the latter ones, I feel, were more streety. Okay. Uh, uh, let them let make sure they can load up. Hold on. Right, yeah, no, these are more streety. Definitely more streety. Okay. So you got a lovely lady walking towards the camera. Some do you know? Uh, yeah, I've got to confess on that one. <laughs> yeah, i got to feel like that a face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that face might be slightly familiar. <laughs> what, what it was. Okay. We, we were... <laughs> We were sat having dinner, sat having lunch in this little cafe outside, and um, and I was sat looking down this alleyway, and the, the cafe where we got our food from had these big glass windows, and I saw some people walking up. And I went, oh, the reflections up there are really good, but I was in the middle of eating my dinner. So once I finished eating my dinner, I said to Sinead, can you just go down to the far end of the alleyway and then just walk back? Walk, <laughs> so, walk towards me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I realised that that's... Um, is that is that cheating in street photography? I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask you. Shut your pile. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I was so, using the elements so the rule, to. The rule to this whole street photography thing is that if you do fake it, you don't ever mention that oh, you fake God. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Forget everything I've just said. You'll edit that out, right, Aid? <laughs> of course I will. <laughs> you can trust me. Oh. But having said that, I do like the composition. I like the um, the lighting there. As you said, you've probably had to aim for uh, uh, a bright area just to get that shot in. So I can understand that that wasn't the easiest shot to get. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's nice, rich, dark colours on that image, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, they, you know, I have they've been through Lightroom as well yeah. with all of my stuff, but. Uh, yeah, the, the the film I was using, the Ilford Pan F50, it's, it's nice film to use, as you hope for, from 50 ISO. So if you can find a scene that works within the limitations of 50 ISO film, it's good. Um, and so the, the last image you've got here is, um, so you've gone from one bird to another bird <laughs> one on the bird roof. to another deaf bird. <laughs> she doesn't listen, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've got a picture of a bird on the roof. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is street. It is street. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's above street. a street. It's, a... <laughs> it's more street than the tree. 
And what we'll do is, like, before before I say anything, what we'll do is we'll we'll put all these into one post in order. Graham can do that. <laughs> oh, good, thanks. <laughs> um, so people know in the order of what we're, talk- we're talking about. Okay, right. So let's then move on to AIDS, who has got the Voigtlander Vittore 100LEL. That's nice and catchy. It is, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a, it's a little tiny 110 camera that fits in your pocket. So you ought to bear that in mind, Chris, and just automatically mentally dock in points for buying that camera. <laughs> hey, at least I stuck to the brief. <laughs> true, yeah, true. Okay, is it, um, so what film are you using in this? Uh, it's uh, difficult to get hold of fresh 110 film, um, as you can imagine, but Lomo still make it. So this is Loma Tiger 200 ISO film. Mm, I was going to say, this has a certain um, normal-esque <laughs> colour to it. Um, An interesting little fact about the 110 film negative is it's exactly the same size as a micro four-thirds sensor. Oh, right, OK. So, I don't think Chris agreed with you that that's an interesting I, fact. He didn't sound very interested, <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, yeah. cool. I, I'm fine. You know, I'm like, right. So if you've got a picture that looks like it's on the Thames or something, is it? It is indeed oh. on the Thames, yep. Yeah. There's Southern uh, Cathedral in the background and London Bridge on your left. Okay, cool. So we've then we've this is the one, the next one is the one that, that this is the tube station, right? Uh, yes, it is. It's the escalators down into the Jubilee line at Waterloo Station. I never realised they had half of an elephant sticking up. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, but I do like the fact you've got the London bus zooming past in the background. I do like that. It's probably worth clarifying which half of an elephant. It is an elephant's head, not an elephant's <laughs> ass. <laughs> we don't know what's happened to the elephant's ass. That might be sticking out of some other tube station somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this doesn't jump out at me as a street, but it, it is interesting. So, the next image does jump out at me as a street, and I do think that the colour of the film that you've used here really goes well with the subject. Um, it's just a shame that that cab is just such a shitty, ugly-looking cab. <laughs> it's just a London cab. Yeah, even if it was black, it would have been better. Yeah, it, it would... <laughs> It's just luck of the chance of who you get, you know, who walks, in, you know, who drives in front of you. But I do quite like this. I think that if you walked around New York with this film and this setup, it would look really quite nice. Yeah, you know, I've 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 only really been to New York once, but yeah, I think you're probably right. You know, like I think it has that 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 color scheme that would work well. I kind of like that kind of. I don't know what 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 is that? It's like a. It's like a gantry or something above. Yes, yeah, so it's some scaffolding. I mean, this is a place it, you know, just south of the River Thames. It's on my commute. And uh, what you get, um, the the lighting is, is uh, you might be able to tell by looking at the top of it that actually the sun is in front of me because mm. it's sort of faded. Uh, but what we get, because you've got lots of glass reflecting buildings, you actually get quite a good light all around the place. So you get reflected light. So the reason the, the people in it are not silhouettes is because of the reflected light. I'm standing beside a glass building that's reflecting light onto them. So, Yeah, yeah. I quite like that image. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, I really like that. Second one reminds... Uh, the last one, sorry, reminds me of one of those cameras that I had very, very early on with the cheap plastic lens that made all of the light streaks appear. 
on your photograph. You see that? that I'm talking about. Oh yeah, like... yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, I haven't cleaned my lens in about a year. Like, um, but I do like it. I doesn't. I'll be honest. For this one, my eyes not jumping to a certain place with this image. Um, I certainly think the the one before it was a, a lot stronger. So, out of the two, you guys. Um, just just bear in mind that my pictures were in black and white. So, I mean, that's technically that's the color of street photography, right? I mean, you know, that, that's that's <laughs> just, just I'm just saying black so, and white. You read my post on the website this week, right? Ah, uh, was it the one that, where you said that black and white definitely makes is the color of street photography? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what. I said. Was, so, yeah. There's a lot of people who just choose black and white and then take a picture of anything and then just call it street photography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, and, what and, you mean, Blenheim then... Palace and a tree are not like... <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm assuming that your next sentence was, and they're right. <laughs> so so truly, truly the most important thing to bear in mind here, Chris, before you make any judgments between Graham and I, first of all, is that actually you're yeah, just for the listeners benefit. You're not you're not uh, pronouncing us as better than them. You you've been given a brief by us purely to choose which one of us has, has, has made the better attempt at this challenge. Yeah, and I think well, and I think the second thing to, the them, second so. thing to bear in mind is that. Um, ever since Graham thought up the idea for the cheap shot challenge, he has been fiercely competitive, very, very <laughs> aggressive. And I can only imagine it's come from a point of lack of confidence. But, you know, I'm no psychologist. <laughs> Just bear that in mind. You know, it might be, you know, might need to sugarcoat the result a little. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's start off with, you know, with the other guys. Right. So. Like I think for for Collins, uh, I like his uh, a bunch of his pictures. I think that actually the picture I like the most is the the while while I liked a lot of what he did, I like the picture of um, I don't know what it is. It's an entrance way to to a building or something like that. I really like that picture. I I don't know whether I'd like it more in black and white. In that <laughs> that case, I do think it would look better in black and white because I think it's got the nice rich darkness at the bottom which would make your eyes pull towards the the back of the frame uh, i love davis's janet street porter and, and the bus i i think that's like the best thing in this thread completely <laughs> out of everybody i think that's awesome uh, right out of you two losers <laughs> Uh, Hang on, this is, this is not your podcast anymore, mate. You know that, don't you? You're guesting on our podcast now. Yeah, but you guys will probably be on mine at some point soon. Anyway, you can you can you can have your revenge. <laughs> you know, the, I'm adding the silence in just to make you feel good. <laughs> Oh my god! This is like um, when they're in uh, what's that? Welcome to the jungle? No, no, that's not it. Um, Master Chef is the one you're looking for, where they edit it to be about five times longer than exactly. You need that that tone in the background. Probably not that tone. I think that um, because you cheated with uh, with uh, again your misses in in the picture. (laughs) 
it's not cheating. It's <laughs> not cheating. That's just using your brain. It's using the oh. You you would do you do well. I did like the the lady walking away, but I think that if it was more towards us, I think she, it would have been a better picture. Um, Graham, your picture of the tree doesn't qualify. <laughs> it equally, is a good. It is a lovely picture. Yeah, equally the the picture of the elephant doesn't qualify either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, at uh, least there's a street in that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there is, yeah. But I think that uh, I'm sorry, Graham, but I'm going to give it to Aid for this one for his. Oh, oh come on! I, I pref- <laughs> this is a fist pump moment. <laughs> God, it's okay. It's okay. I can... So maybe what we could do is open this up to the forums. <laughs> we could open this up to the forums. Which one do you think is the best? No, no, I think or... you've made a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. So yeah, that would be my choice. I don't know. I feel that there's that that image has interest. It's keeping my interest more than all the other images. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I think uh, Graham might be biting his tongue a little bit at the moment and fighting some inner demons, but I, I, I'm happy to say thank you very much uh, uh-huh. for, for impartially judging our little contest here. Checks yeah. in the post, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and in fairness, I mean, as I did say this when we talked about your bloody pictures a couple of weeks ago, I do really like that photograph myself. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's well, a worthy winner on this occasion, but... Just make the most of this victory, Aid, because it's the only one you're going to get. I'm going to sweep the board. And uh, when Chris uh, takes back his film cameras with him when he goes home back to Japan and will be taking part in the next Cheap Shot Challenges, so we'll have none of this clearly biased judging going on. This this will be... (laughs) Is is the next challenge going to be to take a photo of a flower? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm accidentally going to draw that one out. Yes, it is going to be that. Ah, oh, Jesus H. Christ! Right, fine, what, fine. Have we decided yet the, what the, the theme is? No, <laughs> no, we haven't. Well, we yeah, it's. Um... We usually wing that sort of thing, Chris. Okay, sorry, I, I, <laughs> I can't believe it. Can't. So, okay, so we will announce soon. Robbed. The, there would be another challenge. There. I, I think uh, Graham needs a few days to recover. Um, uh, so I, I suggest we uh, respectfully allow him that time uh, uh, just to, to get used to the fact that I won. <laughs> I, 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 can we get some sort of a recount? <laughs> Are you sure your monitor is calibrated properly? Are you sure you're seeing these pictures properly? Are oh, you looking I'm... at, at some sort of old Nokia phone? <laughs> Is that what it is? As a photographer, I can guarantee you my monitor is not calibrated properly. Punch up that brightness, couldn't I? Okay, right. I'm going to capture this. Capture this. I'm going to savor this moment. But actually, we do need to move this thing on, guys. So, Chris, really and truly, thank you very much. Graham, you've been a a marvellous second best. Um, And uh, now I think it's time for the shout-outs and shoot-outs.
Graham, who do you like to uh, recommend for us today? Uh, I don't even know. I've got the heart for this anymore. I don't know if I can carry on. Oh. Um, fine, fine. Uh, I've got a couple of people I want to shout out this week. I'll come back to the microphone. That'll help. Um, the first one is a, an Instagram user called kityoung135. That's what it says on the post, right? Ad, you put it in front of you. It does um, indeed. Uh, I've been seeing Kit Young's work for a while now. Um, he is a fantastic photographer um, and printer. Um, he His work, funnily enough, is um, street photography, but it's uh, it's hard to describe it really. It's very um, graphic street photography in the sense that it's a lot of silhouettes and shapes of buildings and stuff. It's it, check his stuff out. It's really good stuff. Um, he also creates fantastic prints from his work, um, silver gelatin prints, and he is part of a the collective or group that is um, putting together the ALLFT dot com or dot co dot uk website um where they are actually um showcasing some very good photographers work on there and selling uh these prints that they're creating handcrafting prints through the website and um yeah there's a lot of good photographers on there or a handful of good photographers on there but kit young stuff is the stuff which i i've really resonated with and uh his stuff is definitely worth looking out um the other one, uh, I looked this up because it was the gentleman to who I was referring to earlier who um, had the hashtag, I think it's banish Instax in his um, Instagram post. And his name is, one second. See, have you got this post in front of you, Aid? Because my eyesight's terrible. Yeah. I think it's CTW photo. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, a real name, maybe. Tim Massey. Yeah, Tim Massey. Um, Tim's got some really nice shots on his feed and he just popped up this week to say that he just started listening to episode one. Um, if he makes it to episode 16, then he, he d- deserves the reward of having a shout out. Um, if he falls off halfway, well, uh, it's reasonable. I mean, this is hard work for everybody listening. So, um, But thank you very much for joining us. And uh, yeah, a n- nice feed worth of stuff to have a look at there. Um, even though I don't necessarily share your banished selfies but oh no banished selfies they they're all right they can go you know what aid i've just had a brainstorm it's just happened to me we were looking for a thing to do over the next month because rather than going straight no, into the next no no no, no 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 okay here's what we're gonna do we are gonna take back the selfie what i want our listeners to do this month because I know that we have the most gorgeous listeners out there. I know that there are just a, a bunch, a bunch of hunks of burning love out there. And so I would like our listeners to take some selfies this month. Let's see some creative selfie taking. If your camera, your new Neo Instax thing, I think that might even have a selfie thing on there, a selfie setting on it. It has so a your- mirror on the front. Oh, I, there you go. I've played straight into your hands. This isn't a competition. This is just, I would really love to see some creative selfies. Um, so that's for the next, just to give us a bit of breathing space before we start the next Cheap Shots Challenge. We're in the middle of September now. So we'll have two or three weeks of selfies. I, I want to see some pinhole selfies. I want to see some double exposure selfies. I want to see some large format selfies I want to see some great selfie action going on here do it people
free the selfie. Free the nipple as well, but free the selfie. You can't free the nipple on Instagram. Oh, well. <laughs> Flicker only, folks. Right. <laughs> Flicker those nipples. Um, aid over to you. Okay, I have uh, one that has really caught my eye this week. Um, uh, on Twitter, he goes by the name Brit Grimm, or, uh, and his, his Twitter handle is at Brits underscore Grimm, B-R-I-T-T-S underscore Grimm, G-R-I-M-M. Uh, and he has a, a website, uh, BritGrimm.com. Uh, this is a guy who is using Impossible Film, uh, a hipster, then, is what you're saying. Uh, well, I, I don't know. The, the thing that really caught my eye is he's he's working with some quite high concepts. So, you know, there's clearly, um, you know, a lot of these images are thought through. Um, it reminds me, in a way, of a, of a sort of Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. You know, there's there's one he have where, where two two girls are dressed in, in sim- similarly and, uh, you know, standing similarly. And, and so, you know, there are... It just has a sort of, given the film medium, it has a sort of dreamy quality to it. Um, but clearly these are really well thought out photos. There are dancers, there are musicians. Um, he does quite a lot of, um, where he must be doing multiple exposures because he's got the same person in the same in a photo two or three times and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it really caught my eye, something a bit different and, and actually a, a really quite artistic use of, of what is possibly a, a slightly hipsterish music medium according to chris let's just say that the views of chris on whether or not people are hipsters are chris's alone and not necessarily shared by uh the sunny 16 podcast especially not by Ed because he's a hipster himself so (laughs) yeah i'm a closet hipster (laughs) chris have you got any shout outs you would like to make i was actually just looking through my instagram feed now to try and find out but it's just it's just filled with just I don't think you even follow us on Instagram, so... Uh, yes, I do follow you guys on Instagram. What, the, look, do, you, do you follow look. our Sunny 16 podcast feed, per se? I don't think yes. you do. Yes, I do. Oh, well, all right, you just never like anything. <laughs> you have any idea how precious those likes are to me? It's the only way I validate my life anymore. I was <laughs> <laughs> well, just looking at one, because one of them had uh, Dave's Janet Street Porter picture on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, so I do know, look, right there, like... <laughs> Validation. So, is it that your shout out is the Sunny Sixteen podcast Instagram stream? My uh, Sunny Sixteen podcast is definitely going to be my uh, shout out for this week. Yeah, guys, I can't find anything else. The rest of it's video games. Richard Branson surfing. Uh, Gary V doing his usual shouting at the camera stuff. And oh, there you go. There, I do follow an Instagram account called I Eat My Poo. And, and it is uh, one of my friends. He has a, a gerbil, and he puts his gerbil in in weird situations, and it's sometimes quite funny. He has a lot of followers, believe it or not. He has more followers than what I do, and all he <laughs> put pictures of his fucking gerbil up. <laughs> what, was what was that Instagram account again? I eat my poo. I eat my poo. There you go. <laughs> I eat my poo. If you want to see it. a gerbil in unusual places. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, in this episode, we have gone from one end of the cultural spectrum to the other. <laughs> you guys 
Okay, so this is an interesting point of the podcast because actually normally we do a, a, a thank you shout out to Chris for all of the uh, technical support uh, and helping us just you know, manage uh, the hosting and uh, the, the forums, etc. Uh, and today we get to thank him in person. So, you know, Chris, it's been great to have you on. Um, and thank you again, as always, for all the support you give us for the podcast. Um, uh, we also need to thank, uh, as we do every week, uh, Kevin McLeod, whose music Honey Bee uh, threads through our podcast. Um, I said this that I said this the last few weeks, uh, but really do go to incompetech.com, his website. He has an amazing body of work, uh, music for incidental stuff, uh, everything from 8-bit computer game type stuff through to the jazzy stuff that we use and, and way beyond. Um, um, so really, I could lose myself for hours on that website. Uh, do check it out. Get in touch with us on the web, uh, mostly Graham uh, on our Instagram account at Sunny16Podcast, uh, mostly me on our Twitter account uh, at Sunny16Podcast. Um, there are the Flickr group, uh, which uh, both of us take part in and post to, and others do as well. So please post your photos to our Flickr group. And if you are a fan of writing, uh, please do send us an email at sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Actually, can I just very quickly jump in as well, Aid, and say um, that I'm also going to make more of an effort, uh, which would not be hard because I've been making zero effort, uh, to put stuff on Facebook as well, because I know that a few people have liked the page on Facebook. Um, so hi to all our Facebook peeps out there, um, and I will try and get far better at putting more stuff up there as well. So now that we know that there are actually people using it, we will use it ourselves. Excellent. And of course, uh, Chris will be on the internet somewhere as well. So where can our listeners find you and your work on the internet, Chris? Uh, you can find <laughs> I don't know because my website's down. <laughs> <laughs> ChrisKillog.com Okay, so anybody... I've got to fix it before the time you, uh, you guys go live. <laughs> and what's, your, what's your Twitter and Instagram stuff as well? Uh, my Twitter and Instagram are both Crazy Fruit Bat. Crazy Fruit Bat. You don't put much stuff on Instagram, do you? No, because I just have not time. <laughs> the, the, the world's busiest man. Okay, that's great. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening this week. Uh, and uh, we will see you next week. It won't be the same without Chris next week. Bye, Chris. We'll miss you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. we've done we've gone done done it yeah, <sighs> that's good stuff pure radio gold uh, so nice to be able to catch up with you dude it really is yeah same here same here it's been a while I hope you've got your phone on you because your Instagram's going to go nuts in a minute <laughs> you just come through and liked everything <laughs> 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 I'll teach him to moan about that <laughs>